So, so Matt, we're, we're, we're coming to you again from the, the frozen north. And, and I mean, really frozen. It's like two degrees. That is <laughs> frozen. That is frozen. But I, I realize that there's a problem with coming back and forth like we've been doing, because inevitably you always leave something behind. I, I mean, we make lists. We try to be very thorough in our packing, but inevitably there's always something that you forget. So guess guess what I forgot this time, Matt? Uh-oh, what'd you forget? I, I forgot my comb. <laughs> something <laughs> so basic. Now, it's not a big problem up here in Minnesota because everyone wears hats all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well, it's too cold. It's Even too inside, cold. Yeah. you've got that, you're, you're, you're got them pulled over your ears and stuff. So it's not, it's not a, a fatal thing. <laughs> and and it, did, it did make me think of a, of a really great movie idea, a holiday movie idea. Oh, okay. you, you know what I'm going to call it? What are you going to call it? Comb alone. We're on a that, that's all there is, man. <laughs> Comb alone. If you're waiting for more. I think that name's already taken, John. <laughs> <laughs> something completely different. John, Comb Alone, and then I, I'm, I'm sure the sequel will be Comb Alone 2, and uh, <laughs> if it gets it'll that get far. To that? Do you think it'll get to a sequel? Uh, oh I'm boy. so worried. What, what's my comb doing right now? <laughs> I've got to rush home. Get to my comb. There's probably criminals breaking in, and it's defending my house. The mischief and the mayhem <laughs> that that comb is causing. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, by the way, who are you? Uh, Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church here in temperate St. Louis, <laughs> where it's only about <laughs> forty degrees as we record and sunny oh, outside. Man. And I don't degrees. and I don't need a comb, John, because there's not much to comb up there. <laughs> so that's right. I never thought it wouldn't be an issue for you. <laughs> that's right. I do need the hat, though. That, that's wise yeah, advice. That's true. Well, this this is a, a Pastor Jolly John McComskin. Yes, I am up at our place here in Northfield, Minnesota, and we have a special guest as we begin this new year, Matt. Uh, I have with me my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> but my uh, my stepson, uh, uh, Reverend Tim Shagel, and I'm sorry you had to hear that bad joke, Tim. <laughs> Still funny, nevertheless. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you hear, he actually said it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny what? That's, what do you mean someone funny? Thinks so. <laughs> like funny ha ha or funny? Ah, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so, 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 Tim, uh, introduce yourself. Let people know where you're at and what you're doing. And I'm Pastor Tim Shakel, uh, still on an active status, but here uh, in the frozen tundra of Minnesota. Uh, but uh, just here to uh, assist you today, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim came up for lunch, and we figured, well, come on and join us for the show. And anybody out there that's looking for a pastor, you know, if you're up here in the Minnesota area, he's he's looking for a church, been doing some vacancy work. In fact, he's been preaching pretty much every every week, haven't you? Right, pulpit supply, just a correction there, but yeah, yeah. just about every every week, yep. Yeah, and yep. Tim Tim's an excellent preacher, so I'm glad God's using your gifts in that <laughs> respect. Um, by the way, I, I wanted to start with that bad joke because I knew people, we, we haven't been on for a couple of weeks because of the holidays and it's a new year. I wanted people to know that things will not change. <laughs> <laughs> They thought that would be different. <laughs> the jokes year. aren't any better in 2020. No, <laughs> I'm no, wrestling no, with no. the basics. Pretty much, 
pretty much as they've always been. Um, what I, I tell you what I'd like to do today, uh, Matt, is I'd like to do Matthew 11. Okay. Uh, the story about John the Baptist and, and his uh, doubts. Um, it is a text, by the way, that usually comes up before Christmas. It's in the lectionary, but, but it makes no sense to me because, of course, you know, Jesus isn't even born yet. John the Baptist wasn't even born yet. Um, so in some way, I think it's maybe a little more appropriate uh, to have after the holidays. And, and uh, um, well, this show is called Wrestle with the Basics, and it actually begins with an issue that we, we need to wrestle with. Do you mind if I have Tim? Tim's got his Bible open here. This is this is these young guys. They always want to read out of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you said, Tim said he's assisting us. We need as much help as we can get, Tim. So, yeah, no, if you want to read, go for it. Yeah, Tim, if you could just read, uh, well, let's just get the whole setting here. Matthew uh, 11, verses 2 and, and 3. 2 and 3. Now, when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? So, so it's, a big, it's a big change. If you read through the Gospel of Matthew and the story of John the Baptist, because the thing starts off with John the Baptist, and he's the hot shot, right, Matt? Uh, all of Judea is coming out to see him. Everybody flocks to see John, and he's he's preaching, and he's he's oh man, he he is bold. He's he's knocking the leaders of the church. Say, where did you guys? What are you coming out here for? You you brood of vipers, you know. Uh, and things are kind of changed off for Hotshot John. Now he's locked away in prison. Probably been in prison for over a year now, uh, and, and so it just strikes me how the mighty do fall. Uh, but here's the thing we need to wrestle with. I, I really would like to get your opinion and, and your opinion too, Tim. So, so he comes and he says, are you the one? This is what he sends his disciples to Jesus. Are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? And, and the controversy is, is, is John really having doubts here as he's locked up in prison? Or uh, the other theory is that John is just concerned about his disciples, that they've got doubts. And so that's why he's sending them to uh, uh, Jesus for their doubts. So, Tim, I don't know. We'll, we'll give you a first shot of this. What, what's your feeling? Is, is John, this, does he really truly question whether Jesus is the one who is to come, or is he just doing this for his disciples' sake? Like you have heard both theories, I tend to think uh, he really does doubt because he's facing death. And everybody face, when facing death uh, has doubts. And we have doubts... Uh, even uh, when we're not facing death, uh, but it uh, shows his humanity uh, that he has some doubts uh, as he's in prison and, and Jesus is doing his thing and uh, he he's, has all these followers. So, you know, he's almost at the pinnacle, right? And John uh, went way down to the valley and they're at like opposite points. Uh, and uh, John uh, is about to be martyred, of course. To, uh, so that's my take on it. All right, Matt, what, what do you do? you have an opinion one way or the other? Well, I mean, I do like the idea that, uh, you know, perhaps John did have some doubts. You know, we he's described as there's none greater, none born among women greater than John the Baptist. So if John the Baptist, for crying out loud, has some doubting and, and needs to get some answers to questions, well, then perhaps that's a comfort to us uh, during our doubting um, that, uh, you know, if John had those doubts, uh, you know, it's OK if we do, too. 
What, what I think is important, though, is where does John go when he doubts? Uh, well, he goes to Jesus. <laughs> he goes to Jesus himself, sends his disciples to get answers. And, and for us, too, I hope that if in our doubting and, and perhaps even at the end of life or the end of life for a loved one, where do we go with maybe some of our questions and doubts and anxieties? Well, we go to Jesus, right? We go to the same one that John went to. So I, I do like that idea. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe maybe Jesus isn't quite the uh, Messiah that John was expecting. Uh, maybe that's one of the reasons he had doubts. I think of Jesus' disciples themselves. Uh, certainly Jesus didn't live up to their expectations at times. Uh, they had a different idea, and maybe John does too. Uh, but but it is interesting because um, you would think he would you would know because uh, even uh, in the womb he knew who Jesus was as uh, Mary comes and, and visits pregnant with with Jesus and and uh, Elizabeth of course pregnant with John and he leaps in the womb and, and yet here he is some thirty years later uh, and he does seem to perhaps have some doubts. So so you know I I agree with both of you and, and I like what you said too Tim about the fact that when we face death. Uh, that we, we we could have doubts that that so don't be surprised if that comes upon us, um, and yet you know may, maybe the the whole tenor of the church has changed because if you read through the early church fathers, they don't take that view at all, uh, um, and maybe it's what you just got through saying too bad about the fact that he leapt in the womb even before he was born he was leaping in joy, uh, and, and he was the one who pointed to Jesus and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, but the early church fathers almost universally say, no, 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 no. John wasn't having any doubts. He was just doing this for the benefit of his disciples. In fact, that that was the view that Martin Luther took. And, and that really surprises me because if you read Luther, he, he's quite willing to see the saints of the Bible, both old and new, as being sinners. That doesn't seem to trouble him at all. Uh, to to ascribe to them some sinful motivation, but even in this case, though, no, he really he he doesn't see uh, that uh, being the way of John. Mm -hmm. um, now I have another question for both of you guys because you, you Tim, where did you graduate from? Where did you get your seminary training? St. Louis. Okay, uh, uh, and and Matt, same for you, right? It was a, a male correspondence course. No, <laughs> <laughs> I printed a degree off the we internet. We thought that. I wondered about that. Now it's good to have that. Concern. Yeah, don't, I hope no one from my church is listening. No, no, um, no. Yeah, Concordia <laughs> Seminary here in uh, St. Louis, where, by the way, it, it, it's not cold at all, was it, Tim? I remember Tim complained because he was going there during the summer as well, and it would be like 105 degrees <laughs> and humid. <laughs> and humid, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, that's right. We didn't mention wind chill. What is it with the wind chill, Tim? It's like negative 10. Okay. <laughs> Come back, John. What are you doing up there? Yeah, so you guys got humidity. We got wind chill. Wind chill. Um, but anyway, so I, here's my question. I got distracted by the weather. Um, <laughs> do you guys, did you study Lenski? Was Lenski part of your, Tim's shaking his head yes. Oh, sure. What, yeah, yeah, com it? yeah, sure. One of the commentators on the New Testament, sure. It was always at least suggested reading by professor. Okay. So All right. if it wasn't the prime uh, commentary by the professor, it was at least in the suggested. It, it was obviously. Well, see, I went to the Good Seminary in Springfield, Illinois, and there they don't make suggestions. They made <laughs> demands, and we had to read Lenski. He was the commentator at that point. Um, and it's interesting. Now, see, Lenski does 
agree with you, you, you two fellows. Uh, in fact, you know, he gives evidence. He gives evidence uh, in the text that, that John had his doubts. And Tim, if you could read the next verse, verse 4, we'll see why Lansky agrees with what you both said. That no, maybe John's disciples did have doubts. No doubt they did. But that John probably had doubts as well. Could you read verse 4 if you would, Tim? And Jesus answered them. Go and tell John what you hear and see. See, so Selensky says, who's Jesus addressing here? He's not addressing the disciples. He says very specifically, go and tell John what you hear and see. Now, now for the church fathers and for Luther, I, I mean, that's a valid point. Uh, I'm sure Tim and, and Matt, you would agree, as pastors, uh, we are constantly pointing people to Jesus. Um in fact, this is the thing that I've had to really wrestle with as as a retired pastor. That was a big, hard, difficult thing for me in May when I left that parish I'd been at for 40 years. But but I realized, man, I, I hope that in those 40 years I was constantly directing their attention to Jesus because if their attention was focused on me, they're out of luck. Because <laughs> I'm not even in New Athens anymore. I'm up here in Northfield, Minnesota. Um, so both of you would agree with me, right, that, that that's our job as pastors. We don't really want people to focus on us, but we do want them to focus on Jesus. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty straightforward. As far as, you know, is it John Dowdy and the disciples, you know, I, I don't want to come across as just sitting on the fence, but maybe it's both. I mean, John's imperfect. The, his followers are imperfect. And I think the part of the argument for it being his disciples is just simply the fact that, as John does know that perhaps his the end of his earthly life is is drawing near, uh, he wants his disciples to be disciples of Jesus, right? Followers, learners of Jesus, and and to send them to Jesus, perhaps as a way of showing them the importance of yeah, you need it, you need to follow this guy, you need to follow Jesus, not just John. And, and if I recall, and, and, and Tim's really a good good scholar of the Gospels, there actually is a point, isn't? Where we where we find out that not all of John's disciples did follow Jesus, right? Isn't there some Tim's Tim's rolling his eyes? <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of about what you just said, yeah, and how if it's true or not. Well, I mean, there are in the in Book of Acts, there's the disciples that were you know rebaptized, the the John followers that were rebaptized. Okay. Um, which, which would indicate that probably not everybody flocked to Jesus right away. Right. So that so in Book of Acts you might say right, but every it's not just them, right? So everybody is doubting Jesus, uh, or not, you know everybody has their doubts, so to speak. His family does, his, uh, his own disciples do. Uh, so it's not like they're the only ones. They're in great company if, if you're if you were doubting because everybody had their doubts. So, so that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just John. It's not just his disciples. Really, everybody at some point has some questions about who Jesus is. Uh, um, well, 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 anyway, I, here's the thing that you said, Matt, which, I, of course, I think is the thing to emphasize. We as pastors, as Christians, too, please, please as Christians, I think you need to constantly be directing people's attention to Jesus Christ, because all of us are flawed. No, no one can rely and put their faith and hope in us. We all will, will fail people. We don't want to, but we do. So it's probably good for all of us to be saying, no, Jesus is the one who will always be with you and never leave you and not forsake you. We're going to do our best, but, man, we, we're sinners, too, and we fail. Uh, um, so it is always good to be 
And, and you said that. that. That's the thing, isn't it, uh, Matt? At least he knows where to go when we have yeah, doubts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. No, I, I just emphasize again, you know, the, the doubting in of self or questions or anxieties, they're, they're not bad. I mean, you don't want to be doubting the Bible all the time, obviously, but 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 it happens because we're imperfect. But where do we go with those doubts? And and John the Baptist, he sends his disciples to the right place. They send them to Jesus. And that's that's where we need to go too. So where's Jesus found? Well we can't we can't go seek him out because he's walking around today, but he's found in his word. So we go exactly where we are right now for Rich with the Basics. We go to God's word and we seek out Jesus there. Uh what does Jesus have to say to us in the midst of our doubts and our anxieties and our fears? And that's what's cool about this text, because what does Jesus do? He does just what you said. He directs John's attention to the scripture. How easy it would have been for Jesus to say, well, you know, I'm the son of God. So let me tell you. <laughs> but no, uh, we're going to read these next few verses. And, and you need to know that he's actually quoting the Bible, quoting the Old Testament. And John would have known that. John would have recognized all these words that Jesus is about to speak. So, Tim, if we can go back to you again. I wanted to read verse 4 again uh, and then read through verse uh, 6, uh, the answer that Jesus gives John the Baptist. And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Okay, it's quiz time. <laughs> so, you know, you know, let's take that first business about the blind receiving their sight and the lame walk, deaf hearing. Uh, any idea where that comes? That comes right out of the Bible. Anybody have any idea where that comes from? Book of Isaiah. Ah, okay. Now, all right. That's the easy part, Tim. Do you remember the chapter? No. Just, no? It's in the second half, so somewhere. Okay. Matt, any ideas? Uh, what? Ch ch chapter, John? Yeah, yeah, chapter. Well, let me, let me, check, Tim, my, Tim, uh, let me check my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll tell you. Because I wouldn't have known either, except I got it written down. <laughs> well, actually, ironically, it was it was the Old Testament lesson this this last December in the lectionary, which I thought was kind of cool on their part. Uh, Isaiah thirty five. Uh, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. So that that's coming right out of of the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 35, but he also quotes Isaiah 61. Um, Tim, you got that? You got that in your Bible there? You want to read Isaiah, the, the verse where Jesus is quoting here? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So John would have known all of these passages, and so, so we've got the business about the blind receiving their sight, the lame walking, uh, the deaf hearing, uh, this business about the poor have good news preached to them. That, that was a, a promise of Isaiah. Uh, and, and what's really neat is the word there to, uh, it's actually only one word in the original language. It's not good news preached, but it's just the word euangelion, uh, which is the word for, Good news. So literally, he good newses people, which I think is cool, because it's not just that he comes and tells us something. He actually does something that actually makes it good news for us. Uh, and you kind of alluded to that earlier, Matt. It's the word. The word 
well, just from the beginning, right? Let there be light, and there was light. It, it changes everything in good news. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, as Tim was reading that passage, uh, uh, did you hear what what Jesus leaves out of Isaiah 61? Because I think it's really, and, and John would have picked up on this, because he would have known that passage. If I'd asked John the Baptist, he would have known Isaiah 61. <laughs> Well, good for John the Baptist. Did either of you catch what 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 Jesus left out? He had the business about the good news being preached to the poor, but did you hear the business that he left out? The, uh, the beginning part. The What's that? The beginning part. Yeah. Well, about the, the prisons being opened. Yeah, and liberty to the captives. See, and, and, and if you're John. You would have caught that right away. Wait a second. That why why did that get left out? And, and I suppose that we could uh, um, we could spiritualize that, right, Tim? What what kind of spiritual meaning would you put on the fact that the captives are are, are, are that there's liberty proclaimed to the captives, opening the prison to those that are bound? Well, spiritually, that'd be you're you're bound in your sins, but uh, Jesus frees you from them with His blood. So maybe you've even preached it that way, Tim? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I have. But if you're sitting in prison, you probably don't want to hear the spiritualized version of that particular passage. Uh, and, and I think it's pretty striking then. I think John realizes, okay, if, I, if I'm thinking that Jesus is going to get me out of this dungeon, uh, that ain't going to be. And, and, of course, it's tragic. It's it's sad. You know, he gets beheaded, that, that very cruel story of, of uh, Herod's daughter and, and, and daughter, or, or wife and, and daughter, rather. Um, but here's the really cool thing. Did you hear what Jesus adds as he's giving these things to tell John? He adds something that was not in Isaiah 35 or in Isaiah 61. In fact, it is not found anywhere in the book of Isaiah. All right. I'll give you guys a chance to look over that, those words. And what was the thing that Jesus adds? Because this is really super cool. Verse 6, is what? that it, the Blessed is the one who's not offended oh, by me. Okay, yep, that, that's true. That's true. But I'm going back to the list of things, of, uh, that, uh, the list of the things that the Messiah would do that Isaiah had predicted. So we got the blind, we got the lame, the lepers, the deaf. Actually, the lepers aren't in there either, but something else. The dead are raised up. Say it again, Tim. Say it loud. Say it clear. The dead are raised up. Yeah, isn't that cool? Did you know that, Matt? I did not know that until I did my study for this uh, particular text. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That that is not in Isaiah, but Jesus says it. And if you're John the Baptist, that's pretty good news, I think, isn't it? That's pretty good news. If you know you're going to be in a dungeon and you're going to die in that dungeon, it's pretty good news. No, that's not going to be the end of it. That you are going to be raised, uh, and of course, of course, in regards to Jesus. That's really good news, too, because we know that's where it's all going to head, because Jesus is also going to be imprisoned, and he's also going to be executed, but he's also going to rise. Uh, and as you said earlier, Tim, if we have doubts when we die, okay, sure, who wouldn't have doubts when you face death? But now you got the word of Jesus that the dead are raised. So, uh, all right, that, that was my spiel, and I just thought that was so cool when I was studying that text, uh, the things that were there the things that weren't there, and the new things that uh, Jesus adds. That, uh, uh, and, and you know what we're told? Long ago, at many times, in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, like Isaiah. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, 
Jesus Christ. That's Hebrews 1 1. So. All right. You're still there? Well, thank you, Johnny. I'm still there. We're, we're, we got about 20 seconds. We've got our closing song playing. Uh, but no, thank you for those new insights and, and thanks, Tim, for being here too. We appreciate it. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.